Shumrabyug. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sherlock. Sure listen, the podcast that takes a pop at culture. Sherlock, sure listen. Sherlock, sure listen. Sherlock, sure listen. Sherlock, sure listen. Sherlock. Sure listen. Sherlock, sure listen. Sherlock, sure listen. We're back, Benjamin. It's 2024. We're back in on Sean Rebug. We're back in the tiny room for the first episode of an exciting year of generic podcasting from two men. Two white men. But, Sean Ben, there's no time to talk about what colour we are because we've loads of stuff to look at, including Stephen Yun is out of Thunderbolts. You and I have both regrettably seen Rebel Moon. I've seen What If Season 2. I think you have. Have you? I've seen most of Season 2. Don't talk during my bit, Ben. And both of us have watched the Golden Globes for some reason. We're going to have a look at that. (laughs) Michael, if that wasn't enough, and it is, because a lot went down to the Golden Globes, Michael, we might not make it to the end. But we're asking one of the the easy answer questions, Michael. We said we'd set ourselves up for a nice, easy win at the start of 2024. And we picked a very simple question. Is pop culture dead? Is it? Is it dead? Is there no more creativity? Is it over? Are we all done? Are Are we finished? Are we... Is it, we ran now, yeah. And then we said, yeah. what is there to look forward to in 2024? Yeah, 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 yeah. The sweet embrace of the grave, perhaps. Oh, fucking fingers crossed, pal. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Maybe uh, we'll both make it, Benjamin. But look, <laughs> speaking of the sweet embrace of the grave, Ben, Stephen Yun isn't going to be in Thunderbolts anymore. Now, yeah. <laughs> you've proposed to me that this is something to do with the writer's strike. Haven't he proposed to everybody else that it's something to do with the strike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're the one who wrote it down for me to see. Oh, I see. Oh, I see what it is. You tell us what he's said, and then I'll tell you what's really happening. I I know what's happening. You and I both know what's happening here, Michael. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what's really happening. You don't even need to tell us what he said, because what he meant was... Here, hold on, I'll do an impression. Hi, I'm Hollywood actor Stephen Yun. And I've quite good taste in my projects. And I'm not being in this because this looks fucking rubbish. And guess what? There's been a big writer's strike. And that's given me the chance to fucking bolt. Thunderbolt, if you will. <laughs> um, so yeah, you're, you're spot on there, Michael. Um, that wasn't me so- then. That was actually Hollywood actor Stephen Yun. That's very good. Hollywood actor Stephen Yeun uh, has told the truth there. Uh, he spoke a little <laughs> bit, Michael, yeah. um, about how the sag after strike played a role in his decision to pass on playing in uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He was going to play Sentry, Michael, uh, which is uh, Bob Walker, I think. Is it Bob, Bob Reynolds? Bob Reynolds, sorry. I picked a generic American name and missed. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But that's that's okay. Um, and he said, and this is a direct quote, ladies and gentlemen, I think for me, time passing yeah. and things shifting kind of pulled me out of it. Mm-hmm. 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 This that sounds like, this sounds like, a, look, you know, we're two different people. We've changed, yeah. Yeah. you know. You know? Yeah. Um, the pandemic made me think a lot. You know, yeah. um, it's not you, Marvel goes, Cinematic Universe. It's me, actor Stephen Yeun. <laughs> then he says it's, but Jake Schreier, who is, I think, the producer on on this film, uh, I know uh, is going to do an incredible job. I want to do a Marvel movie, and then he didn't say this, but I'm going to add it in a subtext, Michael. Bracket, yeah, yeah. but not this one. Bracket. <laughs> <laughs> bracket. Remember in like 2008 to 12 when they were great. 
Yeah. It took a lot of drafts on email to make sure that I conveyed the sincerity of how sorry I was to have to back mm. out. So he didn't even break up with them in person, Michael. He did nah. it by email. Did a big email. He did a big email. He said, big... nah, fuck this. Nah, fuck this. I'm going to be in beef. But it took, but it took him a while. <laughs> it took him a yeah. while, he says. He um, felt bad about it. Yeah. Look, Stephen Yeun has made the right move here, Michael. He is essentially... He has seen several dead canaries in a coal mine and gone, oh, I don't know if oh. I want my name attached to that. I'm getting out of here. I was in the critically and commercially acclaimed beef. Yeah, I mean, look, it's kind of interesting as well because I don't think this is going to be the last we see of actors going, I know that I'm penned in to do a 2025 film with you guys, but... yeah. Got a lot going on. Um, oh. I've got work in the morning. And... Oh, it's me, Harry Styles. I'm fucking not doing that film. I'm too busy <laughs> gyrating and whatnot. I've never heard Harry Styles speak. I don't, I don't think you have. Um, no, I don't think you have, Michael. Like? Um, it's a bit more like this. My what? what? <laughs> Harry Styles. Oh, it's me, Harry Styles. Um, for anyone who stuck with us there ladies and gentlemen thank you very much Yeah, Uh, that took a a commitment thanks a lot thanks for that Ben anyway look Thunderbolt's going to be rubbish (laughs) if it even happens and now Stephen Young's not in it Stephen Young's not in it and and that's all she wrote speaking Michael of things that shouldn't have happened um, you and I sat down over the Christmas and gave two hours and 15 minutes of our lives not together Michael separately separately that's four hours and 30 minutes Ben yeah, separately, of our lives, to the films, <laughs> Rebel Moon, Child of Fire. Or as I will call it from now on in this episode, who yes. lit that child on fire? It was Zack Snyder. It was the director, Zack Snyder. Um, Michael, this has convinced me more than ever, Zack Snyder can't make films. Benjamin, absolute dross. Absolute rubbish. And this coming from this podcast, biggest Zack Snyder defender. You are the biggest snack shot. Snack, snack, snack. Sorry, uh, you are. Then. This is the warm up. It's been a three. This is the warm up. You don't have to worry about this being good, Michael. I. Uh, this is the choppiest, strangest mishmash of things. The budget is wildly varying in sections of the film. Mm. It, uh, on occasion, Michael, I know this was supposed to be a Star Wars film. I think somebody forgot to tell Zack Schneider that it's not actually a Star Wars film and you can't just copy and paste. But Ben, uh, you could sit down, we could do a whole episode, and we proposed it in the past, and we kind of did it with the trailer, but you could do a whole yeah. episode on what the copy and pastes are in this, because this is just, it's like a mishmash of, I reckon you could just make this with editing software and existing films. Yes, you could, Absolutely. Little bit of AI, little bit of narration, and you could actually more or less put this together almost as coherently. I'd love to do a, a, a film school experiment and see if a film school student was allowed to say, okay, here's the thing, right? We give you a budget of a couple of grand, and with that yeah. budget of a couple of grand, you can film at most 20 minutes of scenes with one or two new characters and the whole rest of your film is just made up from clips from other films stitched together 
could you make a film yeah. as coherent as this? And I genuinely think you could. Well, I, I, I'd almost swear that was the brief that Zack Schneider was given. He he creates several different movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, it, but it's the trailer for several different movies inside his film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Benjamin, do you remember a few years ago when Avengers Endgame came out and they had that famous on your left yeah. scene where the Avengers assembled? On your left. That's it, yeah. Yeah. It was actually Sam. It wasn't Captain America. But anyway, because that was a very good Captain America impression then. A uniquely and good mm-hmm. Captain America impression. So much so that from three words I knew who you were doing. But look, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But you remember after that, when that movie came out on DVD or streaming for the modern era, um, people started doing fan edits. And they would have yeah. Chuck Norris come through the portals or Jason fucking yeah. Bourne. Or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This film was like yeah. that, writ large. It was a viral meme sensation. <laughs> it was, yeah, 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 it was great. Owlcat, not Owlcat. Owl Kitty, is that his name? He was there. I don't know. There's a cat. That I man, don't know. A man puts his cat in films, Ben. And he did a version. But that's the level of cinematic meaning that this film has. Oh, my God, it's such a hodgepodge. I felt so bad... Well, I didn't feel bad, but I felt very confused. Sophia Batella plays our, our lead character, yeah, as it were. He plays Cora, which is just a generic name that Zack Schneider saw on um, Nickelodeon at one point. I went, oh, an Avatar yeah, chosen yeah, one. Yeah, oh, very yeah. good. Yeah, will do. Um, I like that. I'll use that. Mm. But she's just at sea in this film. She's the least charismatic lead to to play in this I don't understand I, oh Ben the opening scene where the baddies where the Nazis come to the planet the space Nazis that's the op- space Nazis that's the opening scene from Inglorious Bastards so he just said G- yes give me the opening scene from Inglorious Bastards stick that in then give me the borderline sexual assault rape scene from any 80s exploitation film so uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> Give me the robot racism from Blade Runner, say. Or, you know, anything else with clickers yeah. or toasters or, you know, any sort of... What was what was that one What was that one from um, District 9? Give me some that? District 9, stick that in. Give me some almost human. But then abandon it. Just abandon it. We'll come back to it in the inevitable. Just throw it away. Sequel. Rubbish. Absolute rubbish. Some good moments some cool visuals like there's a big space vagina which everyone loved great visuals everyone was a fan of the space vagina look some very solid visuals I thought the weird Warhammer 40k spec script was fun you know that was cool not actually a bad story I was Stockholm syndromed into fighting for the space Nazis yeah alright fair enough alright not the most original story but there's something there but then it went to I was Stockholm Syndrome by the Space Nazis for no apparent reason other than I'm a chosen one and now I'm going to travel around and gather up some rebels. Yeah, I'm the best. Come with me and let's get a, a random cast of characters, including your favourite and mine, Benjamin, and Irishman's Spuss. Oh, Michael, so uncomfortable. Charlie Hunnam is so proud of his Northern Irish accent. He's been going around in interviews <laughs> saying, yeah, I got dialect coach and I brought him oh, in yeah. and I'm really proud of this one. And I was like, you shouldn't be. This is fucking terrible. <laughs> when was Charlie Hunnam in The Beatles, Ben? Um, when I said so, Michael, I got a dialect oh, yeah. coach oh, in good. for this episode to do a Charlie Hunnam impression, and I'm very yeah. proud of it. Very good, very yeah. proud. Uh, of it. But it was a Liverpool dialect coach from the sixties. 
Yeah. The, do you know the thing that upsets me the most, Michael, is the overall arching plot of this is ants, or not ants, um, A Bug's Life. Yeah, yeah, or Seven Samurai. It's, but it's, it's just A Bug's Life. It's yeah. Hopper is the space Nazi, and the yeah. space Nazi is like, I want my harvest in 10 weeks. I'm coming back yeah, for yeah. all my food. Yeah, I've killed, I've killed. I've killed bloody Yellow Jacket, and then I'll be back and I'll kill the rest of you, maybe. What's Devin Cross doing there as a space Norseman? What? Yeah, very odd. Very odd film. Terrible, terrible pacing. No introduction to the characters. Darian Bloodaxe dies, and everyone just goes, "Who? Who? Who was he? Was that? Who was that?" But, like, here's the thing as well, Michael. So many strange, horny moments in this film. (laughs) Yeah, but not horny enough, Ben. Zack Schneider needs some help. He needs some... I don't know what it is. So we start with the... The lust... But I think what Zack Schneider thinks is lust... In the in the opening scenes in the in the commune where it's like tonight we honor the gods by getting it on basically Darren Cross is like yeah yeah, yeah. fucking and then yeah yeah and then we're gonna shrink a yeah, goat and then we're, <laughs> now we're gonna shrink a goat and we're introduced to Sophia Batella's two love interests one is a hunter and the other's yeah. just a turncoat that's all he is <laughs> he's just, yeah, just a yeah, turncoat. Yeah. And I don't know if she gets it on with either of them. It's never explained. Then there's the very uncomfortable yeah, yeah. Bu- semi-fridging of the young farm girl. Well, she escapes it, so she doesn't get fridged. I like that the, I like that the space Nazis are South African. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you code someone as a racist in the space future? South African. Grant. I can't wait for bloody Rebel Moon Part 64 where they all have Israeli accents. That would be good. <laughs> um, but anyway, look, it's it's bad. And then th- I think the most egregious thing, Michael, and yes. it, there are many, but it's the way he cuts them to get a lower rating, age rating. The action scenes lose all their bite because he keeps cutting away at the moment of striking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- this is the most bizarre thing about it, is that there's already a Snyder cut. This is just the most cynical and depressing thing about this whole thing, is that there's a pre-existing Snyder cut to to cash in on the Snyder cut bros. But he's, ju- he's just making money off them. It's terrible. Asher, look, Benjamin, isn't that all art at the end of the day? Um, no. But anyway, speaking ben, of cashing in on things... <laughs> no, no, hold on. I've got a great line, Ben. I'm going to do a great line. What? I suppose what? the only difference between this and all other art is that most other art doesn't have a scene where Ed Screen gets wanked off by tentacles. So fucking uncomfortable, Michael. <laughs> what? Because he's a Nazi, what you see. was that? He's a Nazi. He's a space Nazi, you see. So he has to get wanked off by testicles. By tentacles. Michael, Michael, have you seen what the furry community's done with that? Oh, I don't want to. Oh, Michael, there's an awful lot of young men on the internet professing their want for such a a, a kind and friendly tentacle creature. Uh, it's very oh, uncomfortable. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, Well, look, Benjamin, we're not going to kink shame anyone on this podcast except Zack Snyder. And maybe Ed Screen. <laughs> Ed Screen. I don't think, I don't know if Ed Screen was in Ben, my favourite thing was when Ed Screen was intimidating the other man, and it was a reunion of the two men who played um, Daenerys Targaryen's lover, the same character oh, yeah, on yeah, Game yeah. of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, that was my favourite so bit. Weird. It's like you were the same character, and now you're together. Now you're pals. You're pa- well. You're yeah. Well, yeah. No, they're enemies. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Was he the goodie or the baddie, Ben? I couldn't tell. Oh God. 
it really? was it was a very even even the opening prophecy michael was just straight out of dune you're just like what is oh what yeah, who's yeah, good yeah. who's bad i don't who's the mother world explain yeah it's what earth. you mean yeah it's earth yeah oh very upsetting let's move on though Speaking of things that have kind of run out of original material to work with and are just copying whatever's going around, what if season two, Michael, at the end of 2023 there? Yeah, we did one every day for nine days on the old Disney Plus. Very strange. Very strange. I watched them, Ben. Can I give you a broad opinion? One. Pretty good, actually. Yeah. Some of the early ones in particular were, were, were actually quite good and quite enjoyable. Um. And fun to see familiar characters back in new situations and new twists. But then descended into a weird world of fan fiction. I think so. I, there's a, there, was a, there was an awful shipping feel to a lot of them, wasn't there? There was a, yeah, It got very odd. So um, the, the Nebula one, for example. Nebula one was fine. Grant, it's just Blade Runner. They just copy and pasted Blade Runner. I have affectionately called it, Michael, what if Marvel was Blade Runner? What if Marvel was Blade Runner? It was fine. It was Grant. Um, it was, very, you know, it was all right. Yeah, very over-reliant on cameo porn. Um, it was I- interesting to see Peter Serafinowicz back. Not expanded on at all, just a baddie in this one. Um, yeah. Very interesting. Um, it was interesting to see Jude Law back for no reason whatsoever. Well, um, they've got Jude Law back, you see. That's the key to this. Yeah. Lot, I think a lot of the Marvel what-if depends on who can they get. Because yeah, whoever they can get, they're going to jam them in a lot. Yeah, but he's hardly what you'd call a fan favourite, Michael. Jude Law. He played Jude. the famous character... Um, um, San, 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 um, yeah... What was his name? Yeah. Uh, John Dorrell? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. John O'Brien. Um, anyway, then Peter Quill came, Ben, and that was probably one of my favourite episodes. Probably, yeah. That was kind of interesting, where Peter Quill just wanted to get home to the gang. Yeah, I like that Hope Van Dyne was there. Not as annoying as regular Hope Van Dyne. That was good. That was good, wasn't it? She was a, a small little girl, you see. Um, Michael Douglas was there. He was. <laughs> Yeah. T'Challa's dad was there. Episode. Yeah. Um, T'Chaka. Everyone's, uh, T'Chaka, yeah. Everyone's favourite um, Captain Marvel character was there. Yeah. Um, men- the original mentor Captain number Marvel. one. Yeah. yeah. Mentor number one. Um, yeah, it was great. Great stuff. I thought it was good. Bill Foster was Goliath. And that was fun, actually. Water. I. Uh, yeah. Bill Foster was, was the most entertaining one. Yeah, you got a kind of what would have happened if the if the Avengers had formed in the late eighties, and it was kind of fun. It was kind of good. Um, the next one was Harry Hogan saving Happy Hogan saving Christmas, which was fantastic, yeah. but seemed to be entirely built around the joke of Hulk Hogan. Yeah, no, that's that's it. That's all it was. Um, but you know what, Michael? Probably the most enjoyable one. Yeah, it was um, good. Probably the most enjoyable one. There was some classic Russian racism. Oh yeah, a bit of lovely um, Russian racism. A bit of Justin Hammer, your favorite Justin Hammer. Put Sam Rockwell in anything and I'll watch it, Michael. Yeah, um, great. It's a Fabulous. fact. Um, great voice acting from John Favreau. Genuinely enjoyable. Funny thing about John Favreau, not a distinctive voice. No, not as distinctive as you'd hope. No. So they could have got anyone to do Happy Hogan. I think it would have been the same because John Favreau, not a distinctive voice. Benjamin, 
and the listeners, yes. my cat is snoring up a storm. She's not very having good. A, a classic early January. I'm sick of this. I'm going to sleep and I'm going to have a big snore. So if you can hear a snoring sound on my track, it's not my stomach. I'm not doing small farts every couple of seconds. It's a snoring middle-aged cat. Very good. Anyway, very good. Now, you yeah. you heard it here first, folks. The only podcast that will bring you cat snores uh, no, mid-broadcast. Highly doubt it. Benjamin, then Iron Man crashed into the Grandmaster, and that was probably the best episode of the season, and it was also a hangover from episode season one. It kept going. Kept no, going. no. It was, that there? was a season one episode, Ben. Oh, was it? That was a season one episode that they didn't finish on time and so dropped for season two. Yes. Yes. So if you Um, remember at the end of season one, Ben, they all did a big team up and one of the characters in the team up was Gamora. And it didn't make sense because we hadn't seen her episode. We hadn't seen her episode, Michael. We didn't get it. Because that was it. There it is. It was hiding in season two all along. All the whole time. But then after that, things got a little bit wonky, in my opinion. Michael, what if Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stomper? What does Hayley Atwell have on Kevin Foy? <laughs> what if Captain Carter was just the best? Captain Carter is just the best, isn't she? Michael, who likes Hayley Atwell this much? I'm pretty fond of Hayley Atwell, to be honest. Tom Cruise seems to like her a lot. Are you a big fan of Captain Carter? I liked Captain Carter in season one. I think Captain Carter is a cool concept. But the character yeah. that got four episodes of this series, undefeatable, inflappable, the like, way better than Captain America. They made an absolute, they made the wrong choice by choosing Captain America because yeah. they should have given it to her. Because not only can she, like, shoot every power stone, every infinity stone at the same time and also be worthy of the power of Hela and the Ten Rings, and everything else. It was an... Ben, I don't like the accusation of Mary suing, but the last episode of this in particular features the two characters, Mary Sue and Sue Mary. Yeah, no. Very strange, Michael. Insane. Insane. Anyway, Um, Ben. Yeah. The the most interesting one for me was what if Kahori reshaped the world? Yeah, so this they they create a, an origin myth for a Native American character, a First yeah. Nations character. So they or an Indigenous American. I don't know what I don't know what the Hollywood think, screenwriters are calling them these days. I think Hollywood screenwriters call them Native Americans, but if you were to ask them, they are First Nations people. I think is the term. Mm. But Benjamin, look, it would be folly for us to tar them all with one brush because they are as diverse a people as any other and have. It, a multitude of opinions. So anyway, let's call them Native Americans. for the called racism, point. Michael. It makes things much handier. <laughs> it makes it much handier. Um, but this is mad. This is a weird episode because it's the, it's it just stinks of the episode that no one wanted, no one asked for, but Hollywood decided yeah. it's time for. So I reckon, Wait. Benjamin, I told you about this before the podcast. I reckon yeah. we are on the cusp of a bombardment. And we're starting to see in comics because... They have a few modern Native American characters starting to pop up in comics mm-hmm. too. I th- I get the uh-huh. feeling that Hollywood screenwriters, you know, generally liberal Americans or people who consider themselves liber- liberal Amer- Americans in their early 20s yeah. to mid 30s. 
I have a feeling that yeah. they think they've more or less solved the whole slavery reparations thing. They've solved... Oh, you got it done. They've solved black representation. They've solved Hispanic representation. They've solved Asian American yep. representation. It's time yep. for those screenwriters to now solve Native Indigenous American reparations. Single-handedly. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so... That's it. It's bizarre. Like, yeah. there are things about it which are... They seem admirable, but then you start mm-hmm. thinking about them and you go, actually, this doesn't make sense. This is only done for the sake of American screenwriters feel bad about their colonial history. Like, I, do you remember yeah. the movie Prey, Ben? Yeah. In the movie Prey, the whole thing was presented in, which language was it? Was it Cherokee? Yep. And, it was a Cherokee edition. Yeah, and, and it made a degree of sense. Because um, it, it, you know, it was set exclusively in that time period, and mm-hmm. you know, of course, they would speak that language. Wouldn't it be odd if they were speaking English to each other? Absolutely insane. Yeah, it'd be weird. So when this starts, you think, "Oh, that's kind of odd." Yeah, I get it. I get what they're doing here. They're doing it in the Native American language, and you know, the the invading mm-hmm. evil cartoonish conquerors are Spaniards, and you know, the Spanish. Probably at that period in history, not a great bunch of lads. There's no denying... Not the, a great bunch of lads. There's no denying the historicity of that. But also, all of the Norse gods are speaking to each other in English. And all of the Chinese Very gods are speaking to each other in English. And all of the French people are speaking to each other. Everyone else is speaking English. But not the Native Americans, because there's a point to be made. There's a point to and, be made there, I tell you. And the you. point to be made is, if only Native Americans had got power... Everything would have been great. Mm, Go on. I don't know if that's the point to be made. Um, sure. I, I, uh, the the point to be made is white people are awful. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if the point to be made is things would. I think things would be just as. There's an interesting one, right? You and I have both read, Michael, for our other podcast, mm. Collecting Issues, the bi-weekly comic book book. Yes, cool. We've both read East of West. Yes. Um, and East of West is built around a very interesting concept. Go on. East of West is based around the concept of what if white people hadn't triumphed in America? What if the schism of culture mm. had remained and the melting pot the great melting pot and I use inverted quote marks because I think the great melting pot is a myth we tell people so they don't feel guilty Um, what if that hadn't happened in the states what if everyone was still in their own tribes Mm. so we have in those examples we have the first nation that's what they're called and those are the Native Americans who are technologically advanced they're a bit like Wakandans Mm. in this world they've got better technology than everybody else you've got the the freed slaves they've formed their own government they have a quasi african royalty hierarchy kind of thing going on um you've got the south the confederacy essentially if it persevered yeah 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 and then you've got the federation uh, the north if it had persevered not the federation wait what is it Con- no confederates and what's the other one i don't know Yankees. It doesn't matter. Anyway, they all persevered. And that holds an interesting thing. And the interesting thing is, everybody's a bit terrible. Everybody's not great. Mm. Um, and I think I think we're definitely going to see the wave that you're describing because I think Hollywood writers are just arrogant enough to say, 
Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We know we sorted that. Yeah, we're going to we sort that. sort that out now by making them absolute moral exemplars. No, we gave we gave we gave Black Panther his own movie. It's grand. Yeah, um, that's done now. We, we sorted we that. that. Yeah, we fixed that. And then we moved on. We, we moved on to the Islamophobia of of you know the the mid two thousands. And yeah. the you know the twenty tens, but Miss Marvel got her own movie, so it's fine. Yeah. It's grand. We, 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 we sorted that. We solved that. Yeah, we sorted that. Um, so now it's time to do that. So we're giving Echo her own TV series because she's Native American. Is she um, Native American or is she? Uh, yeah, uh, Latino. So it's interesting in the in the comic she's Native American. Oh, is she? Okay. Um. Yeah. Um. And the actress who is playing her, um, Alakwa Cox. Yeah. Um she was raised on a reservation in Kansas. Oh, was she? Okay. Um so she she is so this ties in interestingly with your point Michael. Um that we are probably going to see a wave of representation. But at the same time Michael, I think it's going to be very on the nose blunt yeah, representation yeah. that doesn't actually apologize to anybody and just goes, "Oh, but they are strong." Yeah, they are they strong. They are strong. And you know, almost as if to say, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> almost as if to say, Michael. Almost, they could take it. They could handle it. They were strong. <laughs> anyway, the Kahori character is ridiculous. She is the epitome of what people hate about. She, she, she gives a bad name to female characters because she's the uh, smartest. She's, she's yeah. the bravest. She's the strongest. She doesn't learn anything. She doesn't have to learn anything. She gets the same powers as everyone else, but for some reason is the best at it. The people in the village all disagree with her and eventually come around to say. No, no, you were right. We should have listened to you the whole time. Yes, because the great man theory posits that collective wisdom is a myth. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah, she yeah. was right. She came along. She didn't really understand the situation, but she naturally got the powers faster than everybody else. And she was yeah. the only one brave enough to make them all go, you were right, Kahori. We were all wrong. Then in the next episode she appears in, even though she has some of the powers of a Tesseract, she absolutely one-shots everyone who she comes near. She, like, Not the, about it. the disrespect that they put on to previous villains in this series is hilarious. There's a scene where Infinity Armor Killmonger appears. And it's like, yeah. uh-oh, Infinity Ar- Oh no, Kahori can just t- tap, clack her fingers and he's gone. Never Not mind the it. fact he has the power of all six Infinity Stones and experience uh-huh. using them. No, 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 not relevant. Not relevant, my <laughs> Madness. Anyway. She's a strong Native American woman. So, yeah, just awful. I, I, I will eat my hat, Benjamin, if in 20 years we're still hearing about Kahori. I would be very surprised if we're hearing about anything to do with Marvel in 20 <laughs> years' time. But um, we'll get into that another time, Michael. Yeah. Um, now, having said that, Ben, then we the, get, we get... the Hella episode was fabulous. It, it, fabulous, but also very, very shippy, Michael. Go on. What if, what if Hella got it on with, with the Mandarin? Yeah, well, yeah, what yeah. then? I thought he was a baddie. Nah, he's Grant. He's Grant. He's a goodie now. He's Grant. He's Grant. He's Grant. <laughs> Grant. Turns out he was sound all along. He was sound. There's a few moments like that, Michael. There's a few moments like that where they're like, I thought he was a goodie. No, no, this is a corrupt cock. He's a real piece of shit. Yeah, Peter right. Serafinowicz. He he died very nobly in the first Guardians film. You'll remember he sacrificed himself to hold the line. No, no, no. He's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit, yeah. Shit. <laughs> Peggy Carter um, had been there. Would have been the same. Say with this, I thought the Mandarin was a piece of shit. No, 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 he's Grant. He's Grant. He Grant. just needed a strong woman in his life. Grant. 
That's all he needed. He just needed... That's another very interesting thing. All he needed was a strong woman to put him in his place. (laughs) Slash. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Because hell is not good. No. You can't... She's a big old baddie. But anyway, very interesting. What if season two, uh, ladies and gentlemen? I think the the most interesting thing for me, Margot, is the, the crutch of parodying other franchises was what I found very, very interesting. Um, you know, there's Blade Runner in there. There's Die Hard in there. Mm. We have to go back to, you know, we're just leaning on, even leaning on previous Marvel victories. Like, what if Hella found the Ten Rings? Who was everyone's favorite film from Thor Ragnarok? Remember when we used to make money? Said Kevin Feige, put her in something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put her in something. Everyone loves the Ten Rings. Let's see. She doesn't even really find them, though. The t- she, she has nothing to do with them. Nah. Gas. I thought they might tell us where the Ten Rings came from. I thought they might have gone, lads, we teased this five years ago in a movie that we've refused to make a sequel to. Should we just reveal what they are in a cartoon at Christmas Day? And then they went, nah. They're Odin's tossing rings for the game. (laughs) That's that's what they are. Um, No. Very strange. Anyway, Michael, speaking... Of strange, slightly tone-deaf comments made at a big occasion. Oh, it's the bloody Golden Globes. <laughs> the bloody Golden Globes, Michael. Bloody Golden Globes. Uh, the Golden Globes happened last night, Michael? I think it was last night. It feels like an eternity at ago. At the time of recording? Yeah, it, oh, yeah, so two nights It feels ago. like an eternity ago. Um, but I think it was last night. And uh, but naturally, Michael, it was devoid of any controversy. Um, very well hosted. Everybody was delighted. And yeah. Uh, that's it really um, there was no snubbing uh, no overlooking of people mm. and uh, yeah that's it great okay well let's that's move it. on then yeah yeah, great stuff no of course not Michael so uh, this one it, it, instead of being hosted by an incredibly irritating uh, British comedian <laughs> uh, this year's one uh, or an incredibly irritating American comedian this year's one was hosted by an incredibly irritating Filipino American comedian oh I've never heard of him uh, no, Joe Coy was his name, or Joe Coe. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Anyway, he got to do the honours, Michael, and whoo, 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 uh, did he, he got himself in some hot water, Michael. Um, first of all. Is that, is that not the point of hosting the Golden Globes, though? I, I think you're supposed to piss off as many people as possible, Michael. But this time, apparently, it was just a bit naff. Now, I've watched some of this, Michael, and I have to say, it's some of the most uncomfortable television I've ever watched. Now, last year, we talked about this, Michael, because Jimmy Kimmel made a joke about the Irish. Remember this? No, I honestly don't. I have a filter in my brain that filters out Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel made a joke about, you know, it's a miracle that all the Irish people are here and not fighting. And everyone went, oh, ah, yes. very funny. And that was grand because racism against the Irish still kind of funny. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. But I'll then, fuck Michael, that guy because we're going to get all the awards. We're going to get all the awards, you son of a bitch. But but this year, Michael, Barbie was snubbed at the Golden Globes. And people fear, mainly um, f- feminists who have very little grasp of intersectionality or um, the importance of including everyone in your feminism. We're going, oh no, what if Barbie wins no awards? And interestingly enough, Michael, calls back to your um, your interesting comments earlier on in 2023, where you said, it's an interesting point. It's not a very well-made movie. And that might mm. be reflected in the annual awards where we praise things for being very well-made movies. <laughs> mm. Um 
So there's a, there's a little bit of controversy there, but some of the jokes that were made by young Joe Coy, Michael, oh, yeah. Um, was where he compared Oppenheimer and Barbie. And he said uh, Oppenheimer, which is based on a 732-page uh, biopic, which was Pulitzer Prize winning, um, mm. or Barbie, which is based on a plastic doll with big boobies. Now, Michael, when I say this fell flat, I, I cannot <laughs> emphasize enough that the entire room just didn't laugh. Oh, good. It was so uncomfortable. Oh, so That's uncomfortable. Good, though. I like that. Um, yeah. And then he doubled down, Michael. He panicked and he said, oh, come on. And he tried to get people on side. And then he claimed, some I wrote, some other people wrote. And he tried to defend himself. Poor move. <laughs> he came back with another joke, Michael. He said the key moment in Barbie is when she goes from a perfect beauty to bad breath, cellulite and flat feet. Or what casting directors call a character actor. Oh, that's mean to character actors like Paul Giamatti. Now, Michael, he said this to a room full of female character actors, most of whom were sitting in front of him. The cameraman, in fairness, earned his paycheck by panning to each and every one of them to watch their either disgusted faces or well, their exasperated, exhausted faces. Nobody laughed again, Michael. But what can Ricky, Ricky Gervais calling them all pedos? Yeah, nobody seemed to care about that, Michael. Ah, they did. Every single one of Ricky Gervais's jokes bombed. That's the point of hosting the Golden Globes, is say dumb shit that goes viral. I, well, here's the interesting thing, Michael. Go I on. think Ricky Gervais is relatively impenetrable to falling flat to a bunch of Americans because he's an inherently arrogant man um, who doesn't <laughs> care. Okay. Um, but Joe Coy had a bit of a meltdown. He goes, yo, I got the gig 10 days ago. You want a perfect monologue? Yo, shut up. You're kidding me, right? Slow down. I wrote some of these, and they're the ones you're laughing at. So he had a complete, and there's no joke in that tone, Michael, because I watched it. He's having a little mini meltdown. He's like, Benjamin, everyone knows that if something's going wrong, you throw your writers under the bus. That Everyone knows that. First thing you do. So we got into the SAG after issue in the first place, Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The WGA strikes. First thing you learn in improv school is if it's going badly, blame the writers. Blame the writers, gang. But anyway, Michael, other than that, a fairly bog-standard Golden Globes. Um, good day for the Irish. Yeah. Uh, good day for the Irish. Killian Murphy uh, got Best Actor. How did you pronounce um, that? For Oppenheimer. Best Actor. Is his name not Cillian? No, it's not Cillian. Controversial, Michael. Killian. Um, Killian Murphy got best actor for Oppenheimer, you fuck. Um, interestingly, there are two categories, Michael, that I didn't realise. You get best film for drama or best film for musical or comedy, because yeah, comedy yeah. isn't real film, Michael. It's not real film. Um, it's only apparently. Best yeah, film for and acting then- and best film for messing. So this is where it gets kind of interesting for me. So the best comedy of the year was Poor Things, which came out in the middle of December 2023. To the point of, I haven't seen it. I haven't even seen a trailer for it. I assume you haven't seen I it. Haven't, it's not out here. Yeah. It's not out here, Michael. Fucking great stuff. Um, insane. Um, Emma Stone won Best Actress for Poor Things, which mm. nobody's seen. Um, <laughs> the best original song was What Was I Made For? From Barbie oh, by, by Billie Eilish yeah. and Phineas O'Connell. Mm-hmm. Grand day for the Irish. Two O'Connells there walking yeah, yeah. away with an award. Um, best animated film is The Boy and the Heron. The new... Um, 
Miyazaki film that came out yesterday. Very interesting. Um, and then cinematic and box office achievement. What made most money? Barbie. Yeah. I thought that was great. I thought the cinematic and uh, box office achievement category is gas. It's like the MTV People's Choice Award. It's like, we better mention the big films, I suppose. I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. We better mention the big ones, I the suppose. popular ones. Ben, will you join me in my disdain? for there being a Best Actor and a Best Actress category. It just doesn't What's make sense. What's that about? It doesn't make sense. Men and women are not inherently different at acting. No, they're about the same. They're, they're about the same. There's no inherent advantage to being either sex or gender, or whatever you want to call it, in acting. There's so many things in the world where we're striving for equality and, you know, unity and saying these definitions don't matter. And then we're still doing Best Actor and Best Actress. Why are they separate? I didn't know we were still allowed to say actress. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, best I, I Actor we and weren't. Best Female Actor. But that best doesn't Female make Actor, Best yes. Male Actor and Best... Um, what is it actually called? Is it Best Male Actor and Best Female Actor? Just say Best Two Actors from now on. Best uh, no, it's Best... Um, <laughs> Top <laughs> best two, two Actors. Two actors. <laughs> 2024 in Serious and in Messing. And in silly, serious and silly. Yeah. Um, we in the TV series it gets even stranger, Michael, because the best drama series was Succession, which fair enough is a drama. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, yeah. the best comedy or musical was The Bear. Bear's not comedy. The not bear's comedy. not fucking funny, man. It's sometimes funny, but it's sometimes, not a comedy. Sometimes, but it's a very serious series, Michael. <laughs> it's a short form drama, but the fact of the matter is, because it's twenty four minutes or whatever, Hollywood brains can't wrap around it not being a sitcom yeah so then we got another load of horseshit michael which is that so fair enough um ao Debris, who plays sydney on uh the bear won best actress good for her for a, a com- musical actor. or comedy <laughs> yeah. uh jeremy allen white uh, aside from driving the internet absolutely bananas with his calvin klein ad michael have you, have you seen this He's got so many muscles for such a small little fella. He's such a compact little bunch of muscles. He's like a coiled rope. It's insane. He's like a big Um, stack of ropes. He's a big stack of ropes. Steel cables, more like. But then, Michael, there's also a category for Best Actress in a Limited Series and Best Actor in a Limited Series. And Beef won them all. (laughs) No, it's weird. I forgot Beef was even a thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ben, remember, the internet came for you because all your predictions about Beef were wrong. Were they? Yeah, remember it was a, it was one of your oh, early yeah. internet viral hits of 2023. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I do enjoy that. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. great. Yeah. I love being wrong. Um, ladies and gentlemen, speaking yeah. of being wrong for your taste in things, mm. if you are listening to this podcast, you might enjoy us, and you might consider giving us a review wherever you listen. 2024 is the year that we're going to make it, baby. Because uh, if we don't start making money off it soon, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. quite frankly, both of us are going to be in the poorhouse. No, I'm all right. I have a pretty secure job. Yeah, no, you've got a job. Um, <laughs> let me rephrase that, ladies and gentlemen. There's a Patreon set up down below there just for me. Um, <laughs> just send ben, just www.sendbenmoney.com. It's called. We're, we're setting up our own <laughs> Patreon. Real. Sendbenmoney.com. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, ladies and gentlemen, if you have been enjoying the podcast, if you do enjoy the podcast on a regular basis, or even if you're a first-time listener and you feel like doing a charitable act for a poor wretch like myself, mm. go and leave us a review yeah. wherever you listen. Yeah. Five stars. Um, that would be fantastic. Michael, what? that brings us on to the main topic of the day. I don't know how much time we have left, We're Michael. Oh, four, we've got lots of time, time. We're left, flying. We're Michael. flying. We're flying. 
Michael, loads of time. Ben, we're absolutely bombing it, how, how, to quote Irish people in the 90s. How surprisingly efficient of us. Yeah, well, we've got a running order, you see. Um, it's amazing what happens when you actually plan. Isn't, isn't it? it? It's fucking weird. It's, it's mad. Mad. Anyway, look, um, it was a very important question, Michael. As I said, we were setting ourselves up for a home run here at the start of the year, and we said, uh, let's ask an easy question. Is pop culture dead? Go on. Um, yeah, Michael, so pop culture is probably something that we need to define before we uh, we, we get into it. Right. Um, popular culture, Michael, is obviously the culture of the moment. What's the moment, you ask? Whatever the contemporary time is, Michael. Do you mean the zeitgeist? It's popular culture. The zeitgeist, Michael. The geist of zeit. Yeah, the time, um, the time yes. ghost. Yeah, absolutely. The time ghost, Michael. Um, is that what it means? Time's ghost? Sp- that, spirit like spirit of the times. I suppose is a yeah, but, is a less literal translation, but time. No, ghost no, I like cool. time's ghost. Yeah. Time ghost, yeah. So the time ghost, Michael. So generally speaking, it's the beliefs, values, actions, objects, or goods that are popular at any given time and space in society, mm. Michael. Um, but you and I yeah. are living in interesting times, Michael. Oh no! Like the old Chinese curse. Like the old Chinese curse. May you live in interesting times. I really wish you didn't. Uh, I'm sick of interesting times, Michael. I, I don't have much more outrage left in me. Go on. Well. Um, that was that was the last of the outrage escaping my body there on mic, ladies and gentlemen. Those wheezing gasps and coughs. <laughs> that was it. That was me on the way out. Well, Ben, I don't know. Um, I think you're going to get increasingly outraged as we see more and more Native American representation until Hollywood solves that problem and reaches further back into time for crimes that America has committed. You'd never stop, really, would you? Neanderthal representation. So many. (laughs) Yeah. We wiped them out. Bit of that. Yeah. Maybe. No, that's a bad joke. I'm going to keep that one in my chamber. Um, That's fun. That's that's growth, ladies and gentlemen. That's the first time I've ever heard a joke in my head and gone, oh, no. Won't won't force Mick to edit that out. Won't won't force Mick to edit that out. But anyway, I had a thought, ladies and gentlemen, um, of the, the idea that is pop culture dead. And the reason I say that is because we're living in the age of AI, Michael. Oh, that's what you mean. It's fucking depressing. Um, you and I, well, I, especially in the beginning, I was a big fan of AI, Michael. I thought it was great. I still like AI. Ben. Um, I, it's fine. It's fine. But it's hard to argue, and I won't be making a new point here because many, many cultural commentators have said, it's gone a bit skew ways for us. We always thought, or pop culture and science fiction always taught us that when we got AI, it would give us infinite leisure time, Michael, Mm. and we'd go off and we'd write poetry and we'd make art and we'd paint little pictures and we'd have a great time. Mm. But as it turns out, Michael, um, everybody's just going to lose their jobs and nobody's going to have time to paint or write anything because it's all just going to get done for us by AI. Oh, great. Fabulous. Yeah. Mm, 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 Yeah. And it's not really fabulous because what's happening is, Michael, the, 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 the inherent flaw in AI at the moment is that it is a limited resource. Uh, and the limited resource is the length and breadth of human experience in art. Yeah. Um, and once it's chewed all that up, Michael, AI still can't come up with its own stuff. Um, okay. Or that is to say, um, okay. Here's the thing though, Ben. I'm going to cut across you. Because this assumes some sort of magical function of humanity that humanity has ever come up with our own stuff. We don't. Very good. The human mind Very doesn't good. come up with its own stuff. The human mind does exactly what AI does. It sees 
remembers, replicates, half remembers, reinterprets, coalesces things together, puts a spin on it and spits it out. But there has been a no time, and this is something that the human mind has a hard time grasping, but there really hasn't been a time in human history where someone has had an absolute whole cloth new idea. That that Except for us when we came up with Sherlock Holmes. Exactly, Jason. yeah. But the human brain, yeah. the AI does what the human brain does. So it bothers me, in a sense, that people both write AI off, AI off as just learning and copying, which is, you know, what learning is. It it mm-hmm. It's, in a way, disrespectful of generations, thousands of generations of artists who, there's a reason you can trace the lineage of art, of any art, any piece of art. You can go back and you can find the inspirations for that art. And no time in human history has someone appeared who has done something so wholly original that it can't be synthesized from going, oh, it's a bit of this, a bit of this, a bit of this, a bit of this, a bit of this new development in technology, a bit of this aspect of cultural change of the times, a bit of this. That's what we do, and that's what AI is doing. Where AI has less capacity than us currently is to be influenced by those cultural undercurrents. But... You know, things like emergent racist depictions in AI shows that AI might not be as resistant to that as we think it is either. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, everybody's racist, Michael. Everybody is some... No, no, I thought it was a very good point. Yeah, yeah, go on. Thank you very much for balancing me out. It's almost like we have a podcast where we hear each other out. Yeah, it's awful. Um, I would like to posit, though, Michael, you said that no one's ever had a wholesale kind of amazing idea. Elon Musk, Big Daddy Musk. I mean, the guy's the guy's a maelstrom of creativity. I really thought you were being serious there. He's just you really were that upsettingly. That felt upsettingly serious. But Ben, like Elon Musk is a fucking donkey, ladies and gentlemen. We're forever Uh, doing deep dives on this episode, this show. Like, like if you were to pick the character Invincible, right? Invincible is. Superman with Spider-Man's origin story. But throw in, you know, a bit of Image Comics character design from the 80s. Where does Superman come from? Superman evolved over 60 years of reinterpretation by different artists, adding in bits of things that they've seen in the real world and liked. But where does Superman's look come from? Superman's look came from circus strongman men in the 1920s, combined with pulp comics. And where did the pulp comics came? Yep. Like this, the human brain is forever synthesizing. This is what we do: we synthesize and we reproduce, and we we come up with new ideas. Yes, I suppose, Michael. The only thing that would stop you from mm. doing that, the only thing that might—I don't know—if you were to slowly slow down human progress to the point of making sure that everything you could do is monetized in mm, some form, you know tech investment yeah. as it were you might you might seek out a right of copying michael you might ensure <laughs> that only certain people had that right mm. to copy and then michael you might take the established limitation on that right to copy say 100 years right. 
And you might say, no, fuck that. I'm going to take a giant uh, investment protection mm-hmm. racket known as, I don't know, you'd probably call it something like this knee. Yeah, yeah. The, the, um, the left knee or, or this knee? This knee. No, this knee. This knee. Um, and you might call it, I don't know, this knee animation, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good, yeah. And then you might say, then you might say, well, I'm going to use my considerable might, power, and cultural fucking oomph yeah, no, to make sure mean, that people can't. I think you mean can't. money, Ben. Money is what they do. Yeah, I mean money. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, money. money. I misspoke there. I'm just tickling my it's throat. It's just money, then. Um, so I'm just going to take all my money. Yeah. I'm going to stop people from ever gaining the right to copy things, or yeah. the copyright, mm. as it were. Because yeah, yeah. that's what happened while we were on a break as well, Michael. Fucking hell. Go on. Fucking hell. Um, Steamboat Willie's in the public domain. Steamboat Willie, Ben, the 1924 animated cartoon, Steamboat Willie, is now in the public domain. Mm. So what we are now going to do is we're going to take a seven-minute break and we're going to insert the entirety of the cartoon Steamboat Willie into this episode, which we now can legally do. I don't know if I did. I probably didn't. <laughs> so I hope you did. I might have. That'd be very strange and very funny because this is an audio medium, ladies <laughs> yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the only way you'd have known if it was a cartoon is if you um, went over to YouTube. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's in there. Which you can now you can watch Steamboat Willie now in its entirety on any channel you want. You don't have to go to Disney. Yeah, you don't have to go to Disney now. This is Disney's very clever way, Michael, of slipping. Um, the copyright statute of limitations that was going to be on Mickey Mouse, but now they've said, no, it's just Steamboat Willie for now. Well, yeah. I don't know if that's right, Ben. The, Go on. The copyright of the animated film Steamboat Willie in the United States has now lapsed. So yes, the trademark of the character Mickey Mouse hasn't lapsed. But oh. anybody can... Because trademarks last in perpetuity as long as you can demonstrate use. But the co- get out of town. The copyright of that movie has lapsed, so anyone can take that movie. They can remix it. They can re-release it. They can edit it. They can do whatever they want with it, for profit or for free use. That's what. Oh, that's wow. what has happened here. Not Mickey Mouse's free use. Um. So yeah. you can remake that movie if you want, and the character can be the character from Steamboat Willie. Um. But you you don't own Mickey Mouse. No. Anyway, Ben, have you watched Steamboat Willie? Uh, well, no, hang on. Just before we do that, ladies and gentlemen, do not click on the merchandise link down below <laughs> because I have vastly misunderstood copyright. <laughs> Shit. And, oh, no. Oh, we're whoops. in big trouble. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, you could sell... I really regret the t-shirt that says I own Mickey yeah, Mouse. No, well, you, you um, could sell DVD yeah. copies of Steamboat Willie if you want. We could start making them. All right, well, just hang on a second, because I'd say we haven't been able to do a quick turnaround on the uh, mass sale of Steamboat <laughs> Willie DVDs yet, so don't click on that link, ladies and gentlemen, down below. Just ignore that. Just ignore anyway, that. Then I, Sorry, I what watched Steamboat Willie, because Steamboat Willie is a fascinating yeah, thing. Yeah, go on. So the, the reason Steamboat Willie is so it famous is, is it's the, not the first ever cartoon with sound, but it was the first ever animated movie release with fully synchronized sound. Now, to the modern cinema-goer, the concept of sound being synchronized with audio is so easy and obvious and we don't think about it anymore. Our phones can do it. You know, you can just take a video. and Exactly. You, we could record what we're doing now for the whole world to see forever. And the fact that the sound comes out when we move our mouths and if I tap the mic, 
you hear the bang. There's no novelty in that whatsoever. But in 1924, this was massively novel. And that means that the cartoon Steamboat Willie is basically a seven-minute tech demo of this technology. Ooh. So it's just characters whistling, steam whistles going off, animals spitting, things making noise. And the novelty of the whole thing is that it's all happening live and it's coming out of the cinema. That's the point of it. Yeah. And once you realise that about Steamboat Willie, it's a fascinating thing to watch. Because the whole thing, it's like in the 80s, Ben, you probably don't remember this. But I wasn't the 80s, alive, the birth quite of, hard. Exactly, Benjamin, you weren't alive. But in the birth of 3D, if you went to see a 3D film, it wasn't a real film, it was a flipping gimmick film where there were yo-yos flying out at the screen at you and dinosaur teeth coming out of oh, the screen. And classic. Everything's just leaping out of the screen at you. And that's why 3D films be kind of became known as novelties. Oh, yeah, okay. And it it took the generation of the likes of Avatar, where in Avatar very rarely do things obviously poke out the screen at you. Oh, we're not having that. They actually, they try to use 3D as an effect in Avatar. <laughs> but Steamboat Willie is that for synchronised sound. And it's a fascinating seven and a half minute watch, which you can watch anywhere for free, including on this channel if we decide to upload it. Yeah, if we decide to actually do that. <laughs> but a, yeah, but it's a fascinating seven and a half minute watch of a tech demo of things making noise and bangs and characters whistling. Hmm. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway. You uh, you can see it here first um, on this channel. That's, that's... No, I don't, I, I'm not going to bother. Um, the other thing that entered... Um, the, the other thing that entered public domain was um, the first appearance of the character Tigger. Oh, the wonderful thing about Tiggers is Tiggers are wonderful things. Exactly. So anyone can now adapt the, the first appearance of Tigger in whatever way they want. Ladies and gentlemen, if you take a look down in the description there, you'll see a link to It's Tigger Time. <laughs> um, we don't own Tigger, though, Ben. We don't own the Disney representation of Tigger. They still hold the trademark of what that character is. Hey. I'm, I'm very sorry, Ben. Uh, do you own the copyright to me or do I own the copyright to you? I own the copyright to you. Very, oh, yeah. I, I was very careful about that in the beginning with the contracts. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to see Mick make me do whatever you want, uh, click on the link down below there <laughs> in the description. I can use the AI. You can use the AI. Uh, <laughs> Michael, we're going to wrap it up with a quick look forward to 2024. Um, oh, yeah. 2024 is going to be chock full of definitely original content that won't be feeding on its own previous ideas in Hollywood. There'll be no more reboots. <laughs> There'll be no more chewing its own tail. AI <gasps> definitely won't be used in controversial circumstances. And studios oh, wow. definitely won't double down and be like, no, we didn't use AI when everyone was like, yes, you did. Yes, you did. It's so clear. You anyway, did. Ben, uh, Very clear. Echo's out tomorrow. Echo's out tomorrow. Um, all six episodes dropping in one big lump yeah we didn't get a one two three four five and six for this one ladies and gentlemen because they don't have any faith in it so they're just going to get it out and sweep it away Um, just a steaming pile of echo all in one big go yep um very interesting release schedule for that. Um, that's coming out, ladies and gentlemen. There are a few big ones coming out this year. 
Um, as soon as I find the link that I had open, very embarrassing. Very good. Um, we're getting a bloody the three body problem is coming out this year, Michael. We talked about it previously. It's a bloody high concept sci-fi. Um, coming forward, um, we're getting it on Netflix, and that's coming out. Um, it's all about very what exciting. happens when you poke into other dimensions and things poke back. Essentially, mm, my my third favorite hard sci-fi series. Yeah, and that's high praise coming from Mick Leonard. Um, House of the Dragon season two is coming, Michael. The better Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> we're getting that next year. Um, yay! Yay! So we're going to see that. I enjoyed season one immensely. I think you did as well. I can't remember if you watched it though. Um, I did. I watched most of it. I trailed off though towards the end. But I might watch the last couple of episodes before the next series comes out. Very good. Michael, um, of course, the wholly original new idea, Nosferatu, is coming out. Definitely not a remake of a classic film that's already been done uh, and remade once with Willem Dafoe, which is coming out with Willem Dafoe, Michael. Willem Dafoe is back um, in a Nosferatu adaptation. He must have got off that boat, did he, when he was on that last voyage of the Demeter? Did he get off the Demeter? Oh, he got off that boat, Michael. Okay, good. Hopped up off it. Um, that is from noted period uh, drama director bloody Robert Eggers. Or in the Golden Globes next year, it'll be noted period comedy or musical uh, director um, <laughs> <laughs> Bill Eggers. Um, yeah, he's so Robert Eggers is giving us that one. That'll be good. Furiosa, a Mad Max saga is coming out. Oh, that's neither here nor there, is it? It's neither here nor there. Timothy Chalamet is back, uh, not doing perfume ads, but in the two-hour perfume ad that is Dune Part 2. <laughs> no way, He's coming that's going to be two hours, Ben. That's going to be at uh, least no. three hours. It's going to be at least three hours. That's going to have Zack Schneider salivating. He's going to be there screaming at his screen, going, no, you can't give them three hours unless it's a Snyder cut. Um, Speaking of, Ben, are we getting Child of Fire Part 2? I hope not. Um, for our sakes, Michael, I don't know if I could take another series of trailers um, <laughs> with Sophia Batella in them being their only linking um, thing. Uh, poor Sophia Batella. Anyway, uh, moving on from there, Michael, we've got a few other things that are coming out next year that we'll probably have a look at. A Quiet Place is still going. Um, movie series? Yeah. So we're getting a Quiet Place. One? Yeah, a Quiet Place day one. Um, no, I thought we'd already the, the, seen that. Yeah, the only thing better than a sequel, Michael, a prequel. Love it. Oh, no. Love it. Um, that's coming out. Poor Things, Michael, is coming out on the 12th of January. Not in the States, because oh, it's already won Golden Globes. It's, it's coming out for the rest Globes. of us. <laughs> it's coming out for the rest of us on the 12th of January. Um, <laughs> bizarre. We're supposed to be getting... Um, the uh, doing part two on the 15th of March we're getting Mickey 17 Michael from the Parasite director starring everybody's favourite young fella Robert Pattinson Robert Pattinson I thought everyone's favourite young fella was Barry Keoghan ah yeah Tim as well yeah but he's not in this yeah. one um, but this one is all about uh, it's based on Edward Ashton's favourite sci-fi novel um, about expendable clones sent to colonise distant worlds a bit like Moon that we got a, a couple like of years ago moon, again another which we've now spoiled yeah. uh, another very original uh, concept coming out there, Michael, as we go. Furios is coming to us in May, as I said. Uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning 2. That's coming out. Oh, um, yeah. What do you reckon? Yeah. I think it's called. Uh, what do you reckon? What do you, you reckon yourself? What do you reckon yourself? And then, Michael, we're getting everybody's most anticipated uh, film of the year, Joker, Folie à Dieu, um, oh, on the 4th of October. 
That's the French. Yes, thing. Madness for Two. Uh, Gladiator 2 is coming out. Another original belter there, Michael. Gladiator 2, that's coming out in November of next year. And that's really our big roundup, Michael. That's that's all we've seen so far. Deadpool um, 3. Oh, yeah. Um, that's never coming out. Um, oh, is it not? Oh, that's a shame. No, we're ne- yeah, it's never coming out. Um, I that was probably last is. We'll probably yeah. go see it. It, it, they're all last great hopes now. I think the worst thing to happen post pandemic is that everyone is like, oh, we'll call it the last great hope for cinema and maybe people will go see it. <laughs> and then everyone will be what real we, disappointed at the Gold Globes. What are we talking about next week, Ben? Michael, it's funny you should ask. We're that <laughs> organized, Michael, that we know exactly what we're talking about next week. Next week, we'll be taking a look at the rise of competency porn. Oh, what's that mean? Yeah. So, you know, when everybody goes, oh, John Wick's fucking great. I love how he loads guns without looking at them. Or I love the way he gives stray bursts of things like a mechanical automaton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the rise of the film and TV genre, Michael, that really exemplifies men being good at stuff. Oh, great. Usually violence, Michael. Do you notice that Jack Reacher has two seasons on Amazon Prime and everybody who's ever gotten a buzz cut is like, it's a fucking great series. Jack Reacher's because there's a big, strong man. He's a great, strong man. He's (laughs) the best at everything. He's the best at everything, Michael. What's that? I need to stop a man in a car. I'm going to boot it so hard that it kicks out the airbag. What's that? There's a woman being held at gunpoint to remove money from the ATM. That's okay. I know what to do. It is the male hero fantasy brought to life over two seasons. And we'll be taking a look at the rise of competency porn and why we love it so much. Fantabulous. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've enjoyed this, or even if you haven't enjoyed this, give us a review, whatever you listen. That's right, I'm doing it twice an episode from now on. Oh, fab. Yeah, fab. Um, Take a look at it there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Go down to the little star rating there on whatever you're listening on. It might be on Acast. It might be on Spotify. It might be on Apple Podcasts. It might be on uh, who knows where you're listening, ladies and gentlemen. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. And leave us a little review. We'd really appreciate it. Um, Or or get in touch with us um, in a few different ways. You can find us on Instagram at your look, should listen podcast you can are we back up on that then are we off our hiatus we're off our hiatus we'll be back up on that from 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 today you'll see shorts and reels up from fabulous from the listeners will be so today happy. when you're listening the listener, well i doubt they will um there's there's not much to them michael we are essentially eating our own tail but anyway come here come here come here come yeah, here, come here, come here, come here. the best way to get in touch with us is you can hop us on our website www.shomrabeog.com s-e-o-m-r-a-b-e-a-g.com i mean it's tiny room in irish does indeed. You can find us on our ACAST website, shirlookshirlistenpodcast at acast.com. It means shirlookshirlisten in English. We're up there. You can give it a listen. It's a great one. Um, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us yes. on TikTok at shirlookshirlisten. I can't. I don't have a TikTok app, Benjamin. I only have one of those flip yeah. phones. Pretty good. I think we're up on threads now. Are we up on threads? What are we doing on threads? Are we being a bit racist? We're up on... I don't know, probably, yeah. We'll probably get cancelled on threads this year. That's, That's my prediction for 2024, Michael. Uh, What's yours? Well, yeah, we'll get cancelled on threads. Threads seems to be a cesspool already. just seems to be Twitter again. Ah. Ah. It's just... It's a, madness, Michael, is repeating the same experiment over and over again in the hopes of getting a different result. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Einstein said, Ben, famously. Or, or maybe he didn't. I don't know. It's probably falsely attributed. <laughs> 
Ladies and gentlemen, if you want this kind of doom and gloom pop culture analysis week in, week out, or if you'd like to contribute uh, to the cesspool of humanity yourself, hop up on our Discord. It's down below. Hop up on it. The link is in the description. You can come and have a chat. It's a great L time. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for us. Join us next week. We'll be looking at competency porn. Off yeah, we you go can't say porn, though, because we get demonetized. Yeah, we'll be taking a look at competency. <laughs> competency corn. Yeah, competency corn. Lots and lots of competency corn. See you next week. Bye.